And he rolls up this garage door. And it's a bunch of cars and a helicopter and a golf cart. And he says, what's this? He's like, it's a Faraday cage. All of these vehicles are unaffected by that EMP. And it's like, didn't we just drive here in a vehicle? You're like, fuck. Uh, You're being Man, I have put a lot of money into this goddamn Faraday cage. My house looks like an abandoned movie house. (laughs) I wish you'd told me. It's so expensive to be this stupid. (laughs) God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast live from Virginia Beach. Now, this is, of course, the podcast where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because my co hosts apparently didn't think I had enough things to be pissed off about. I'm your host, No Illusions, and joining me as well, of course, is my good friend. Please give it up for Heath Enright. Hello. Heath, you seem so incomplete. Oh, right. Yep. Uh, hold on. I got it. We have very it. weird writers for uh, our theaters. I put it down here. I kicked it over, but we got it. There we go. All right. All right. Excellent. Clearly, Heath is now ready to go. Thank you. <laughs> very tall. I sound bald, apparently, too. And, of course... Also joining us, please put your hands together for my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. (laughs) Eli, I know I've asked you this before, but what the hell are you wearing? Oh, it's um, it's, it's an Alex Jones movie, so a tinfoil hat. No, No, right. No, I... That part I get. It's the other, the rest of the. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know this was going on. <laughs> Can I just be honest? You look ridiculous in those sunglasses. Don't oh, put them okay. <laughs> I just don't want you to embarrass. Like, there's other ways to get laughs, you know? <laughs> just don't commit yourself to shtick. <laughs> if I can. Thank you for the note, please. You're... There it is. <laughs> That was fun. Did you notice how small his nipples were? It was very... Like, the radius was very small. Hey, Eli, can you come out just a second before you get... While you're still mostly naked so everybody can see how tiny your nipples are? I just want to make sure that the uh, audience at home knows what they're missing. Okay, no. We'll get him to, to, you know, just give you a lift when he comes back. Um, Like, shockingly small, though. I'm sorry. It's just, like, really, You can cover him with a dime. Absolutely. Oh, easily. They'd be invisible. Yeah. All right, so while we're waiting for Eli to get dressed, I wanted to throw out a quick thanks. Uh, we're here in Virginia Beach, obviously, because you guys are here, and we wanted to hang out with you. Uh, but mostly we're here because our number one donor for Vulgarity for Charity this year, uh, who kind of beat everybody by a fucking mile, you cheap bastards, um, <laughs> he said, you know, I don't have anybody that I want you to insult, but if you guys could do a live show in my hometown, that would be awesome. So uh, that's why we're here. Thank you so much, sir, uh, for your generosity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, standing ovation indeed. Standing I'm standing for it. Everybody but Eli. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, man. And obviously... And obviously, I'm, I'm thanking you on behalf of a lot of people uh, at Modest Needs as well. So with that, uh, with that out of the way, it's pretty much all fucks from here on out. So <laughs> I need everyone to start paying attention to me again. <laughs> I almost had a panic attack during that. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's just for now. It's just for now. It's yeah, just no, for now. It's just for now. Eli. I'm going to be famous forever. I'm going to be famous forever. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So while Heath gets over, or while Eli gets over that, we'll turn a we'll turn to Heath for a question. So Heath, tell us what will we be breaking down today? We watched Amerigeddon, <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> no, sorry, Canada, Canada, Canada. Boy, they jump in on that Excellent. one quicker. Wow, much better country. Okay. <laughs> We watched Amarageddon, though. It's the story of what Alex Jones sees in his nightmare. Yeah. When, whenever he runs out of cocaine and his eyes are able to close <laughs> for like three or four seconds. It's just every conspiracy at the same time. Yeah. All the theories he's had. Basically, we're watching Alex Jones get fucked by a gay frog and he's... <laughs> And he's fucking loving it just for 90 minutes. I, it's pretty great. I want to clarify in case you haven't seen the movie. It's nowhere near as good as Heath just made it sound. But yeah, actually, no way. You know, I, I, I got to have a much more qualified person to tell you that. So, uh, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved Red Dawn, but you hated how realistic and racially sensitive it was, you will love this movie. Audience, bring it in. We've been inside some really terrible brains because of this job. <laughs> David A.R. White, Maddie P., Ray Comfort. None, none of those perspectives hold a candle to the Chinese food flu nightmare <laughs> that is the inside of Alex Jones's skull. Oh, my God. There's so many moments of humanity, it's horrifying. <laughs> I can never go back. <laughs> All right. And is there anything that you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I would. Um, and this is kind of crucial to our job. Best worst. It was fucking impossible to watch this yes. movie. <laughs> I don't mean like it was hard to watch the movie for 90 minutes. It was actually fun compared to some of it. Yeah. But you couldn't find it. Like no. the, the internet, the whole World Wide Web deplatformed this movie. It rejected it like a bad organ transplant. For very yes. good reason. Yeah. Honestly, I looked so many places, InfoWars won't even sell this. <laughs> Seriously. Alex Jones is an actor in multiple roles, a producer. He was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have a reputation we're, to protect. We're not selling that. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to go eat meth like a fucking apple and <laughs> yell about gay frogs being very confusing <laughs> and ruining the country, but that, we're not putting that on my website. But you know who will sell it? The Walmart in Bayonne, New Jersey. <laughs> I searched for 11 minutes from my house. They were just like, you here for American? Yeah, it's right over there. They got a whole section. Don't make eye contact with Tim. He will mass shoot. <laughs> He's like an unfriendly cat. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, so that was, like, literally, we had to buy the damn DVD for this movie. I know, right? Like, we actually had to give Alex Jones and Mike Norris money. Uh, but we actually had to buy the DVD. And then we had to go buy a damn DVD player because... <laughs> it, was, it was, like, coal-fired. We were shoveling <laughs> last night. The whole thing. You right, can't so- pay for a DVD player not in food stamps. It's weird. They make you, <laughs> they make you trade WEP points for it now. <laughs> so... So actually, but I'm glad we bought the DVD at least for one reason. It gave me a good best worst. So my best worst is the best worst critic review blurbs on the DVD. They had two. One of them said that called the movie the ultimate political thriller. That was attributed to Fox and Friends. You know, the guys the president listens to. Um... And then the other one, this is amazing. It says, this movie was a powerful tool in the information war to really help wake people up and rally patriots to the cause of freedom and justice. And that came from Alex goddamn Jones, the guy who produced the fucking movie. According to Jerry Bruckheimer, this is a pretty good flick. Well, of fucking course he thinks it is. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It might as well have just said Dave at the bottom. I'm going to go with best worst product placement. (laughs) If there is anything in this movie that doesn't immediately come to mind and you Google it, they are like, salt pills, (laughs) $4.99. Every single product mentioned in this takes you down a rabbit hole of crazy. So if you want to fuck up your Amazon recommendations (laughs) forever, the other day I was shot, I was like, my little pony, and they were like, fireproof question mark? I was like, no. Clear history. <laughs> well, what I love too about the product placement was the number of products that they couldn't show. The, like even the, like all the computers just had giant tape right here in the movie and everything. They were just drinking cola, you know, the whole time. Masking tape brand laptop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Unlike us, because we are officially sponsored by Apple. <laughs> Also Apple by computer. Asus and uh, I want to fuck Dell. Okay. And Ardbeg. Sorry, Ardbeg. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dasani. And Starbucks. And Game of Thrones. Ardbeg. Heath shakes without it. <laughs> it's a long tail marketing campaign, but it works. Loyal customer. <laughs> Normally we don't do ads in the live shows, but. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of... Oh, oh, sorry. Got to get a cheer for the poor here, damn. Do your parents refuse to speak to you? Why not send them a letter with stamps.com? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of movie to get to, and the Illuminati could come here to subdue us with juice box lining at any second, so we're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we'll dive into all the bad shittery that is Amerigeddon. <laughs> Lou, 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 just doing Heath stuff. Heath stuff is my favorite stuff. Heath! Lou, hey, Lou, Heath. Lou. Hey, buddy. Hey. Oh, Jesus. What? What are you doing? You ready for bed? Eli, get out of my hotel room. What are you doing in my hotel room? No, no, no. See, I saved us a ton of money this trip by booking us all two to a room. Noah's actually <sighs> bunking with Morgan. Oh, really? How do you like that? Yeah, I mean, you know Noah. Whack, 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 whack. 
Why does he go quack, quack, quack like that? Right? What's up with that? Anyways, what's that? What, what is this on your oh, mirror? Oh, this? Yeah. That's my quip. Really? Because usually yeah. like, okay, is your quip. You know, like I'll say, and nope. then you'll go, no, okay. No, 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 no. Um, my quip toothbrush. It's a wireless electric toothbrush that makes traveling a breeze. Wow. Oh, this one's mine. This is my electric toothbrush. That right there. That, wow. That is just so many parts. Yeah. It's a lot. I need an Allen wrench to put it together. Do you think right. they'll have one mm-hmm. at the front Probably desk? Probably not. Um, nope. Well, my Quip's multi-use cover works as a stand, mounts to mirrors, and slides over your bristles to pack and protect your Quip on the go. Oh. I, I wrap mine, mm-hmm. it, my electric toothbrush, in a trash yeah. bag. Yeah? Right. No, I, I see that. I it see get, the bag right there. It gets a stank if you don't take it, does. it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. But the best part about Quip is that brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. And that's a friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. You're supposed to change the brush heads? You super-duper are supposed to change the brush heads. Yep. That's why I love Quip and why I'm taking it to all our live shows. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash awful right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash A-W-F-U-L. Sounds pretty good. Now, here's the real question, Heath. Big or little spoon? Uh, neither. Nope. <laughs> Noah said the same thing. Okay. See? That's your quip. Okay. <laughs> Alex! Alex, buddy. Please, gentlemen, call me Alex. We, we, we did. Yeah. We said Alex. That was, anyway, uh, we, we, I got to say, we've okay? been looking over that movie script that you wrote, and we fucking love it, so dude. So great. So great. It's, I mean, it's got action. It's got comedy, romance. It's got everything. And, and the message. Was, yeah, was it's such a great message that so many people need to hear, man. Thank you. Thank you, boys. I, I, I really put my heart and soul into this thing. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, just, there's just one problem. Oh, did I send you child pornography? I'm sorry. No, I, that no. Uh, no, no, that's it. Was no, my email no, signature that's not for a little while? Talking, it, you did not send us child pornography. We don't own any child uh, so, pornography before but, or after like, you. But why do you ask? Do you do you have uh, Dave? Oh, okay, Dave? I'm sorry. Sorry, that's no. Um, uh, I need you to not ask about that. They, no, That'd be great. That's, that's fair. You're right. Cool. You're right. Right. So, um, the problem with the script it's it's the names. The names. Yeah. Yeah. The name's in the movie? In the movie. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Are you okay? Yeah. You're squinting a lot. You know what it is? My brain uh-huh. presses forward. It's Oh, it's a forward brain. Mm. Forward brain. You ever have like a full car? Okay. Not, What's going on in here? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I, Bill Hicks. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Problem with the movie. Go on. Problem with the movie. Yeah. So uh, the names. The, the, the young soldier mm. in the movie, um, his name in the script is... Alec Jones. Alec. Yeah. yeah, that's a good American name. Well, well, right, but doesn't that seem a lot like like your name? Like exactly the though? same. No, boys, much. I understand. Uh, my name is Alex Jones. Well, His name is Alec. Right. Right. It's, it's very similar. Anyway, I don't um, see it. so moving on, the, yeah. uh, the radio host yeah. character, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, who has the, the compound in Texas. Yeah, I love him. Right. His name is... Jalik owns. 
That's a Swedish name? No. It, 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 no. It's not, though. It's Did not. You, you they know, came it, over on the Mayflower? No, no, they didn't. But pin, it, pin in that, his wife, uh, Jalex owns his wife. Mm. Uh, her name is Alexandria Josina, <laughs> which, which is very clearly just like the feminized version of your name. I don't see it. Don't Maybe you? it's because you're squinting. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm a man of compromise. Let's change a few things up. I get your notes. I don't understand them, but I'm a reasonable guy. I don't know. Let's, that you... let's rename the liberal congressman character. Huh? Okay, sure. Yeah, no, that'd yeah. be great. That'd be great. Rename it. Let's call him Kike Norris. <laughs> no. All right, so we're gonna start. We're gonna start this one off um, with one of those worlds going to hell news montages that four out of every seven Christian movies begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I've got to point this out. This is the most amazing fucking thing. I don't see anybody else's. I don't see this in anybody else's notes. I don't know if you guys noticed this. There is a riot scene in that news clip where the police, the riot police, are beating up a man in a goddamn panda suit. It is true. There is that. I think that was that was you. That they was couldn't a- find a normal. <laughs> person getting beaten up by the cops i guess <laughs> right and the whole point is just a montage about like the nsa is monitoring yeah. all your mm. stuff and i mean i'm on a list for watching this movie i think that's valid we're <laughs> yeah, all on a right, list right now right. for going to this i'd be worried if we weren't yeah so <laughs> we're definitely on a list so <laughs> navy confirms also, I love this bit too because they have a little speech from Obama that they that they splice in here, except for they cut out all the knots, right? <laughs> I do believe I'm know. Barack Obama, and I love Nazis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All I wrote for this scene was the globalists are in fact coming for your vital fluids. This movie. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um. So they say new world order a lot, and also by the way. InfoWars is part of their news montage, right? They've got BBC, CNN, Alex Jones. All right, and now we cut to a Senate hearing, and you can tell it's a Senate hearing because there's a sign above them in the local library that says Senate hearing. Drawn in crayon, just Senate is spelled with three E's. Just There's an H in there that got crossed out. Some tears of whoever did the first draft of the sign. (laughs) And of course, the senator, the main senator, will be played by Alex Goddamn Jones, which means two minutes and 35 seconds in, he's playing multiple roles. This motherfucker (laughs) can act. If this whole thing was just him, like Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) I will tell you right now, there is no amount of money I will not dedicate to meet the crumps with Alex Jones. In black man. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> this is what they're like. Oh, God. I was Alex Jones. I was channeling <laughs> him. I see. I see. You're Moving mad at him. on no. too late. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> the Senate hearing, apparently, Senator Alex Jones is there being like what he thinks a senator is uh, and bitching and pissing and whining. And the, uh, the guy that's testifying is a retired business person, so... That's some pretty solid qualifications there. Uh, who is worried that the government isn't doing enough to protect America's power grid. He says, 
I'm here about our biggest threat, and my notes are just like, please say Jews, please say Jews, please say Jews. <laughs> he says everything but Jews. He's he says, tries to say Jews. Yeah. yeah. But basically he's saying the, the power grid is going to get attacked by China, Russia, the rest of the world. I don't know. Yeah, someone. Something like that. And that would mean electricity would literally cease to exist. Direct yes. quote. That's a direct quote. Direct quote. Well, wait, I, I wrote this quote down because it's so amazing. He said, if they use their anti-power grid weapons, that's not the direct quote. Quote, we will lose all forms of power, including kinetic energy, I guess. And, and, and Ions out. No more <laughs> right. ions. No more fucking ions. And electricity will no longer exist. Right. <laughs> and the internet would go down. Yeah, and mm -hmm. even the steam-powered one, apparently. And, <laughs> and therefore, money is gone. Yeah, just banking, no. Banks, the electricity's out, they just light their gold on fire, <laughs> and there's no more money. That lady behind the desk hits her, like, Windows 95 computers twice. Fuck it, Carol, let's go! <laughs> Puts on a road warrior mask. <laughs> Let me get a mask. People stealing my pens. <laughs> They're fucking first. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah. So the senators, though, they don't want to hear his bullshit about protecting American lives and shit. So they, they hustle him off and he leaves. But there are a couple of, like, bad guys plotting in the back of the Senate, I in, guess. In the evil bad guy box of the right, hearing. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Where the hecklers from the Muppet area. In the doorway. Like, that's the worst, rudest thing they do. <laughs> they shut off the power grid and kill millions of people, but they're those people who stand having a conversation right in the door oh. everyone has to get Can we through? get a selfie right <laughs> at the front yeah, exactly. of this subway yes. platform? That'd yeah, be great. Right. Yeah. But what they're saying as they're plotting evilly is, you know, one guy says, wow, if people start listening to that guy, we're in a lot of trouble with our evil plans. And then the other guy says, don't worry. They'll just paint him like a lunatic, just like they did to that other honest fella, Alex Jones. <laughs> Stop stroking your beard also. <laughs> it was almost beard masturbation at a it certain was really point close. with that guy. Yeah. I'll see you on Friday night for our religious ceremony. Right. <laughs> It goes till Saturday. <laughs> I'm Jewish. So, all right, now we have to uh, introduce this woman that's also in the movie, and I never know who she is, who she's related to, or why. So I have a theory. Alex Jones, you know, he rides around his little compound in a golf cart, screaming oh, at things horse. he can't see, yeah. right? And he must have a neighbor who's a nice, rich, middle-aged lady who, like, sometimes when he's hitting the ground with a golf club saying slurs, she comes over and she's like, Hi, Alex, what are you doing, bud? Because uh, he's getting close to her property. <laughs> he is sure that when the end of the world comes, he's going to take this woman in and fuck the shit out of her. <laughs> and that is why this character is this in this the movie. inspiration for this character. Okay. All I know is that she's got a couple of horses and she's talking the on the phone to somebody who must be talking really fucking fast based on how fast her responses are coming. It's just like, uh-huh. And then what? Well, three o'clock. I didn't have time to finish what I was saying. <laughs> the other end of the phone must what just be like, would... <laughs> you know I mean? this is a weird, we're not getting anything done. <laughs> also, just tiny note, the horses that they got are not like movie horses that notice stay still and not turn <laughs> towards the camera. So it's like the At back of the newscast, the horses are just like, whoa! <laughs> Am I on fucking TV? <laughs> Look at my horse. 
Yo, Dan, Dan, look at me shitting on TV. <laughs> I'm not even looking. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's better when a horse says it than when your coworkers do, I will say that. So, all right, so now we cut to a paintball course. I'm sorry, an urban military training center. <laughs> Um, and the soldiers here are noticing that there is a, there's something that's just not quite right about these training exercises. Why the hell are they training on taking out people on streets like River Street and whatnot? Mm. That sounds like America. Mm. Is it weird to you guys that it says evil lair across our face? <laughs> I thought that was... Do you see the eye of Sauron on the top of that? I did <laughs> see the... Yeah. Does that feel I thought, it, I thought it was for cable. For cable. No, honestly. Okay. <laughs> We do get good channels. We get right, great so channels. Yeah. Cooking and the Food Network. Cook, yep. Yeah. <laughs> the VA is awesome. Just they the take Food care Network. Fuck it. I'll Love dessert. The food Network. Yep. Yeah. So then we cut to um, the last resort, which is also known as a house, right? <laughs> I don't know what the hell the blurb was trying to convince us of. It's, Alex Jones thinks this is his real life. This, this yeah. character, mm-hmm. this is his like ranch that he thinks he has in Austin or whatever. Oh, and, okay. Uh, you must, by the way, because this is a beautiful like mansion on a gorgeous estate. Mm-hmm. You must watch this movie and then you must Google what Alex Jones's ranch looks it's like. so sad. It's like an old movie theater that still shows like Les Mis and you're like, hey, bud, we've had a bunch of movies since then. <laughs> I make the popcorn myself. You're like, oh, man. It's the house version of that. Just everything's a Faraday cage and nobody cares. I, I just love, when we introduce this, we, we meet this character, Charlie. Now, this Charlie is obviously the Alex Jones analog in the film. And Charlie's looking up in the sky and there's an airplane flying overhead and he's like, yep. Sending their damn drones over my property again. <laughs> yeah. And again, Alex Jones clearly wrote that part or whatever. He lives in Austin, which has an airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some planes. It's all Dallas is there. You know, there's there's airports. There's planes yeah, but, going but over. But Texas. Every time a fucking airplane goes over Alex Jones's house. Right. He's like, oh, shit, y'all get in the Faraday cage. <laughs> <laughs> firing a gun straight up in the air. Get, get that chemtrail umbrella out, y'all. <laughs> And by the way, this drone, it might as well be a child's drawing being pushed over a photograph of the sky with a ruler. It is so fucking bad. Foley by... (laughs) Airplane, 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 airplane. Alex, stop. Come on, buddy. Yeah, the the only time I've heard less realistic uh, sounds is when you're trying to get the baby to eat, right? So also, we're going to meet another character here. This movie's got a lot of fucking characters for you to keep up with. Um, this is uh, the state senator character, which he, he's a nice guy, but he's just naive as all hell. He doesn't get what's really going on with the Illuminati. Uh, we meet him and his daughter. He's talking with Charlie, the Alex Jones analog, about, the, I guess, the drones over his house or whatever. Yeah, right. Something. I, I don't fucking know. The exposition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, But the key here is the, the, the daughter character, right, who I was pegging at about 15, but apparently supposed to be a college girl. And she's basically telling her dad, like, hey, why do you waste time with that nutball conspiracy theorist? Because Alex Jones imagines the reason that nobody in politics will talk to him is because the pressure from their liberal teenage daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch, I can't get you on the phone for love or money. Do you have a daughter? (laughs) What do you mean you're calling the police again? 
And I guess we're supposed to be watching this movie, looking at her going, oh, you liberal elitist bitch or whatever. But like from our perspective, it's like, oh, they had a sensible person in the movie. How would she sneak in here? Because yeah, as she gets out of the car for no reason, she's just like, all right, dad, I'll see. I'm an abortionist. <laughs> yeah. Who abortions? They accidentally let her talk for a little too long. She's like, oh, uh, Alex Jones guy, he's a libertarian. You like that? Cool. He's, he's like pro-choice across the board. No! <laughs> Oh, got it. There were six takes where that girl got side-tackled by Mike Norris. <laughs> All right. So now we cut back to the soldiers, and they're just hanging out, you know, shooting bottles like soldiers do. Well, bottles or Muslim people? Well, they're imagining they stop. They shoot all the bottles, and they stop, and they have like a... Like a repartee on it. What was what was your bottle? In my head, it was, I was killing Muslim people. Oh, cool, you, me. You I was killing a Muslim people? person, Get too. Get out of here. Okay, be honest. Which Muslim person were you killing? On, on three. Th- I will say it on three. Okay. One, two, three. Illinois. No more. Get the fuck out Oh, I'm oh so glad God. I joined I the military because high school was hard. <laughs> All right, if any of our military audience would like to kick Eli's ass real quick, I have a sneaking suspicion it wouldn't be very hard. I'll put this algebra problem in front of me. I'm safe. I got an English lit quiz right here. Alice, if you side tackle him at some point, everybody will be so happy. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay, all right, all right. We have a volunteer. It's a volunteer military. We should. Also, okay, so as they're hanging out, They're all hanging out, shooting their bottles, you know, being soldiers and shit. And they notice that their colonel is over on the other side of this pond having a secret meeting. In plain sight. In plain sight of every fucking body. And this car pulls up and it says UN. It almost, it should just say Unspirators K on the side. We can see you. You're literally five feet away. So, yeah, so he goes up there, this U.N. car pulls out, and this is just the most hilarious moment. The back doors open up, and the most cliche possible Russian military bad guy gets out one side. The most cliche possible Chinese military bad guy gets out the other side. It's Mao Zedong and Ivan Drago. Yes, yeah, right, It's so stupid. Yeah. So he parlays with them for just a couple of minutes, and then we cut to a new character some young girl who's chopping wood this is the the young girl with the braces with granny oh yeah okay daughter of somebody who's this i think she's horse lady's daughter she'll matter about 40 seconds before the end of the movie (laughs) yeah well to the extent that anything matters yeah so we meet her we also meet granny now this is the woman with the horse's mom Mm -hmm. she comes in and she says mom you're not taking your cancer medicine yeah and granny goes it's okay. I'm living on faith now. Yep. I wanted so bad for her to die right there. <laughs> Just, I'm living on faith. <laughs> <laughs> Old people who won't take their meds. Alex Jones's target audience. <laughs> well, but she also explains that she doesn't really need medicine because... The world's going to end any minute now. Yeah. You see what's going on. She transitions directly from, look, I don't need to take my meds. I see the end of the world in my <laughs> dreams. <laughs> All right, so now we have, to, we have to cut back to the military briefing here where the soldiers are being told that the number one enemy is now 
Freedom. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to talk about this main character guy. Okay. Because he's he's handsome, but he's made from a bad mold. Like, you know, one out of 12 Barbies has to, like, go into a garbage (laughs) disposal somewhere. That his, his eyebrow bone leads down into his ear. Like, I don't believe in reptilians, but this guy's forehead is a great reason to start believing in reptilians. And just the whole movie, no one ever acknowledges that it's just like... He's like a Klingon to the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Um, but yeah, so the so the colonel is explaining to him that they're going to have to stop with all these foreign wars and shit so they can fight Americans like they were meant to. And the soldiers are getting more and more suspicious. You know, main character isn't buying this kind of shit. Um, and then we head over to Dubai, which is where the UN chairman's office is. <laughs> No, yeah, not. no, that's not a thing. That's not even a thing. No, <laughs> there's so many people that exist that you could use. Or cities. Just a lot, a lot well, that's the thing. The UN's in New York. That's the Jew city. Why wouldn't they just do they it had, there? That fits in. Couldn't afford any external shots of New York. No. <laughs> they could, couldn't get the rights to the Manhattan skyline. <laughs> Where are there a lot of Jewish people? Dubai? Is that... I feel like it's Dubai. More like Jubai. <laughs> Don't share that recording. <laughs> so, Morgan, cut that out. <laughs> Not a lot of people know this. Morgan is actually the InfoWars editor as well. <laughs> we cannot phase him. He's just like, whatever. Cool. Fuck some kids. Just don't email it to anyone else's lawyer, man. I'm Watch fine. It. Well, this just, is what editing is, by the way. It's a single <laughs> hand crank, and then you push it the other direction. What is he doing? He's not even doing it right now. Crank it. <laughs> Look at that standing there. What the fuck, over there. man? Losing hey, this whole episode. Morgan, I just want to. Know, I want you to know that Alex Jones is from your fucking state. You did this. <laughs> so, all right. So this meeting, though, that the, that the UN chairman is having with his evil secretary Let's lady. Let's kill seven billion people. <laughs> That's the beginning of the meeting. Yeah. Well, no. So he goes, well, the earth can only sustain 500,000 people indefinitely. And she's like, I have a plan to kill 7 billion people. Oh, well, that was good. Good. Cool. We got right to it. This is a weird weird meeting, but I guess we're done. (laughs) Cool. We got straight to the point. Well, no, wait, because he has to to say, but what if Alex Jones wakes up the sheeple? (laughs) Don't worry. Never happened. Never happened. (laughs) He also has this great moment where he goes. It's like our good friend Henry Kissinger Henry once said. Kissinger. I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> the Holocaust was bad because, wait for it, wrong genocide. <laughs> Not chosen well. But genocide, I got a Nobel Peace Prize for that. Yeah. So, yeah, they say, um, he did. Y- you know, they're, yeah, he did. Tried to give it back. <laughs> So, yeah, they're like, uh, you know, we're going to have to kill a lot of people. But don't worry. Once they start seeing their kids starve of the Americans, they'll come. Because they have to say, you know, we're going to go after America first. Right? Because that's the one country where they have the most freedom. And if we're trying to take away freedom, obviously, you got to take out America. And they're like, I don't know. The Americans will never go for it. It's like, wait until we starve a few of their children. They'll come around. And, And then they literally say... If we do concentration camps in the U.S., if we ever do that (laughs) in the U.S., they'll resist a little, probably. But, I mean, I'm guessing they'll just, like, argue over the terminology more than anything else. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. New world order. (laughs) Yeah. 
and then he's got he's got one glass of whiskey and he's he does the like evil swirl whiskey thing and the other lady's like oh do, do you have do, you're just gonna swirl it <laughs> so mike can swish can i swirl your all right we'll each swirl it once fine <laughs> i drank too much apple juice during the first two takes <laughs> i don't want any more <laughs> yucky all right so now we've got a uh, we got to go back to this training exercise that the military's all pissed off about the one soldier's like, you know, I don't feel good training to attack American citizens. And the other guy goes, well, you know, the Boston bombers were American citizens. To which the third soldier says, I don't know about that. I don't know if I believe that. Because the movie gets in an argument with itself. <laughs> and well, loses. Yeah, well, so itself. here's the thing. Okay, so just to be clear, they were, you know, they, they were American citizens. Um, but I, and I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about, but I guarantee you that Alex Jones's listeners do. Right, they're like, yeah, right, as though those were the guys that bombed, you know, right? They're they're going like, well, Barack Obama's the one that bombed them. I'm sure, I'm sure it was something <laughs> like that. All right, so then, so what they're training for apparently is, you know, as all the conservatives have been telling us for years, uh, they're going to come for our guns one of these days, and that's what they're training for to ask nicely for everyone's guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they go to the first guy and they're like, hey man, do you have any guns? And they're like, he's like, no. He's like, can we check? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is going to be pretty easy. This is great. And then he says, but I got to warn you, my neighbor, he's a bit of a patriot. <laughs> you know, because that's how we refer to the gun nuts. So it's like, he's a little patriotic, if you know what I mean. A little smirk, smirk. <laughs> what? But yeah, they warn him that he's a little patriotic. So um, they, they go over to, to check this guy out. Meantime... The Russian colonel, right, the uh, even Drago that we met earlier, is watching this guy, and he's saying to the American colonel, he's like, oh, he's pretty good. And the American colonel's like, yeah, he's basically like the main character, really. I mean. <laughs> well, he also tells us that he can, quote, <laughs> shoot the eyes out of a turkey at 100 yards. What? Rural people, is that a contest you have? That is not what a turkey shoot is, no, Okay, because I, I don't know. <laughs> Do you bring in Muslim turkeys to make it more exciting? <laughs> I just want to know, you know, can he do it at 110? Like, how do they find this out? Yeah. <laughs> They're all doing target practice. <laughs> Guys, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I got up with a thing that you'll be able to use to describe me. Hold on one second. <laughs> this one-eyed turkey. And also, he's, he's a, a wild, wild card. card. I mean, it doesn't say that on his shoes or anything. We're just taking this colonel's word for to have it. A few other it's a great it's way fine. to describe a character who doesn't have other attributes. What can we say? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll be back. <laughs> we just have to do the rest of God awful movies. Hard to get through oh, that thing. <laughs> So, Commit, thank you. Uh, Name an adjective. So tall. Um, <laughs> Not tall. So okay. <laughs> that's a noun. Did you say drugs? Drunk. Oh, drunk. That's an no. Adjective. That's good. That's He's a drunken health guard. All right. There. So they go to the neighbor's house. The patriotic guy. He comes to the door. They're like, uh, "Do you have any guns?" <laughs> Eli. Sorry, he is blowing bubbles in his scotch. Great to be Heath right now in Virginia Beach. Got a lot in my eye. 
Oh. Get right. drunk faster straight through your I, eye. You know what? I'm not going to... Yeah, I was going to say, I am not going to give the listeners at home any kind of context for that at all, except that they now know that Heath went to drink scotch and wound up with an awful lot in his eye. <laughs> It's got a drinking problem like an airplane. You know? <laughs> so so they go to see the neighbor, the patriotic neighbor, and they're like, do you have any guns? And he's like, I sure do. They're all legal. I got me one of the amendments. What the hell are you going to do about it? And they say, well, you know, martial law has been declared. We have to confiscate your guns. But he doesn't give, oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't give a spit about martial law. <laughs> None of that. The <laughs> other thing is the, the actor that they got to play the patriot is African-American. So they are not... So everyone in the movie is basically just like, huh? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. What's that, sir? You don't want to give up your guns? I don't... No, I don't want to give up my guns, man. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Is this Ralph Northam? Or is that... (laughs) Is that a real... Oh, no. That's the governor of your, your state. Yeah, your state, not ours. <laughs> I guess I can't say much about mine. <laughs> no, he doesn't have time for blackface. He's too busy uh, taking the rights away from women. So, <sighs> All right. So, yeah, but so the, so the gun nut guy, they try to go in his house, so he shoots one of the soldiers in the dick. <laughs> With a practice paint, but not really. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Gun or something. Because this is a training exercise. So he shoots the guy in the dick and goes to run away. And then they catch him. And, they, and the movie gives me my favorite line, the clip that I will always remember this movie by. They throw him against the wall and they're like, hey, man, what makes you think you can shoot one of my soldiers in the dick? He says, man, I just do what I'm told. I'm just a crisis actor. Listeners... <laughs> I have many regrets. <laughs> a lot of things I didn't say to my dead father. Haven't always been a good partner. Hurt people when I was younger, but my greatest regret was not being in the room when No Illusions watched that scene. <laughs> That's why I don't sleep at night. It took me so goddamn long to watch that scene. <laughs> I wanted to see this guy get that job, too. <laughs> That's insane, right? <laughs> so you want me, just to be clear, I'm an African-American gentleman. You want me to shoot somebody in the dick. Soldier. And then explain calmly that I'm a crisis actor. It's going to be fine for me? <laughs> yep. You're all good. Yeah. Nothing will go wrong here. No. They'll all have machine guns. They're all woke. <laughs> no, they're... <laughs> all right, so... Then we head back to the college where that liberal teenage daughter of the senator was going. Um, and this is amazing. There's just like they, they just have to have like something for her and her friends to be saying. So she comes in and she's like, I'm so excited. I'm going to get my paper published. And, the, and her friends go, wow, you'll have your own manifesto. <laughs> like, no, sane people don't have those anymore, guys. <laughs> That's the thing you do. Guys, but- it's so wonderful. My professor told me I'm literally going to kill God. It was the best. <laughs> He's really good. My white genocide professor is oh my great. God, I love him. Yeah, he proved my thesis. And and other thing, my drama professor got me a callback at Sandy Hook. I'm pretty what? excited. Yep. Yep. So yeah, so all the all the liberal college students are celebrating how they're gonna uh, rid the world of God and guns. And yeah, right, right. Um, so then we head back to uh, the main soldier guy. He's uh, reporting to his superior officer. His superior officer is very pissed at him for not handling his dude getting shot in the dick better, right? (laughs) 
We do not lose our temper in war. (laughs) But again, he's all pissed off because he doesn't want to be like he doesn't want to take guns away from American citizens. Uh, So the boss soldier's like, uh, hey, motherfucker, you know, you got to do that. Then like the next scene, he's sitting out there. He's talking on the phone, whatever, whatever. The, The colonel comes by on his... 1937 motorcycle <laughs> with a cigar that apparently this movie didn't have the budget to light. <laughs> like, seriously, they borrowed a fucking cigar, and the guy's like, all right, but you better give it back <laughs> for this movie. And what's great is he's one of those guys who, like, likes the motorcycle but doesn't know how to ride one, so he, he ambles over with it, right? He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's really just a metallic big wheel, so it doesn't come across the way he wants it to. Also, the, the conversation they have is apparently, in case you need a motorcycle later on in the movie, there's one right here. Right? Also, cigar. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, we do have to give it back. Never mind, just the motorcycle. <laughs> the guy's motioning that he wants his unlit cigar back. So... All right, now that we cut back to the U.N. chairman who calls to tell the president that the conspiracy is underway. Well, um, which conspiracy? What would be the name of it? That would be Operation Dark Star. (laughs) I want to be in the room when they make up that name. (laughs) Dark Star? Do you want to maybe rename it? Evil Buttholes. No. Death Star. Death Star. No, that's Star Wars. Do you have a better idea than Death Star? Shit. Blood. Dark. Blood. Dark. Just blood? Blood, blood. Dark, dark wing. Dark, dark wing. wing is the cartoon oh, hero right. duck. No, you're right. Um, dark. dark wing. Dark. And you said a slow <laughs> so, You know what? We're going to go with Dark Star. We're going to go with Dark Star. That's great. Let's. Oh, and we haven't even mentioned the where all of those movies' uh, budget went. We haven't even mentioned the goddamn satellite yet. So, <laughs> the star of the show, right? So, there's this satellite that's floating through space. Is it? They they spent 73 fucking dollars on this graphic. They were going to get every minute they could out of this thing, all right? And what I love so much about the damn motorcycle or the uh, satellite, and I believe it was you that put this out last night, it has fucking indicator lights on it. Who are those for? It's just an astronaut floating in front of it. It's green. Is the satellite ready? Let me check. It's green. (laughs) I wanted it to break and for them to be like, fuck, we got to go send Rick up to hold the button down for three seconds. (laughs) You got to go. You got to go. Can you unplug it from space and plug it back in again? The 10 seconds? (laughs) That counts. Why does it have programmed for 10 seconds? All right. So then we have to to cut back real quick to... um, the granny and the her daughter and her the three generations of this family that apparently matter to this movie. Like the the granny is basically explaining to her granddaughter that the Illuminati's coming and you're going to have to be ready to fight or something. And do we get the line? Is this when the yeah. mom is like, "Oh, my grandma"? She, what did she say? Um, my mom, yeah, my mom is starting a militia, and my daughter wants to join it. <laughs> right, right. I'm like educated Archie Bunker. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Just like a sad sitcom. Liberal mom in Texas. <laughs> now, if you two can't get along, I'm going to put a line down the center of this Faraday cage, and you're going to have to split the house in half. So, 
Take uh, your salt pills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So meanwhile, uh, the soldiers are now getting the word, right? They're, they're, they, the Russian colonel and the Chinese colonel have come in to explain to them that there is no longer a United States of America. It's a one-world government now, and they need to disarm the American populace. We're just called Russia. It was easier. We, we had to do it's, a name. That was the one. bigger country. The, so The Russian guy, he can't help but speak in air quotes. He's <laughs> like, we will be friends and work on exercises together. Do you hear what you're doing there? You keep pausing, and you're actually making the air quote. Oh, no, that is the emphasis bunny. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Yeah, so like in Russia, we believe that like you have a little bunny who lives with you at all times. He's the ghost of your great-grandfather. <laughs> and when you say something especially true, he agrees with you, right? Emphasis bunny. Like, Meghan McCain does not belong on television, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, God. One more government. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So meanwhile, Granny goes to Charlie's race. I have no idea how these people are related to each other or whatever, but Granny goes to Charlie, the Alex Jones analog, goes over to her, uh, his place to talk to him about the impending Illuminati apocalypse thing, right? And the kids are just shooting an AR-15. Yes. For funsies off the porch. Just shooting, they're like trap shooting humanities professors. They're like, boom, women's studies. I wanted them to get off the shed, yelled at, like, kids, safety on, I fucking mean it. We will get in the van and go home. You aim at the sandbags. I didn't see him not aim at the sandbags. Gunshot through the window. Yes. All right, so we watched that for a little while. Then we cut back to the soldiers. Uh, the main character soldier is looking at his uh, picture of his girlfriend on his phone, or his ex-girlfriend, who is the state senator's daughter. There's a lot of fucking... I should have yarn and thumbtacks <laughs> behind us. So or just ignore out, all character relationships. It doesn't matter either way. That's true. Yeah. But while he's sitting there looking, uh, pining over his ex-girlfriend, one of his buddies comes up and he says, Hey, man, this is a digital recorder that I kept of the... Colonel admitting that we were going to kill American people just in case we need this in Act 3. Well, again, I don't like to give notes, but he's like, hey, man, this is a digital recorder. (laughs) 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 Just in case we need it. Gee, who? (laughs) Taking the knee for coach. (laughs) This is for the Gipper. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you guys didn't see that, right? Visual nope. humor. A lot of dicks out again. Should have come to the live show. Now we cut. So now we cut back to the Supreme Chancellor or whatever of the UN. He says, <laughs> "I love this bit too because he goes, he goes, picks up his phone, he goes, release the device." <laughs> so that's a dedicated phone, like uh, Commissioner Gordon has. And then he does, well, apparently his other job, other than um, telling people to release the device, is to stand at his window like this. Mm-hmm. He does that for about 25% of his time on camera. All this dude does is make evil phone calls. I want to watch him, like, order a pizza <laughs> to, a, to a place that's too noisy, right? It's just like, no, no onions. 
No, no, we, yes, onions on the, oh, God, I'm going to kill. I'm glad you're going to die. Let me just point it out right now. <laughs> Did you release the device yet? Because that's your entire job today. <laughs> Trying to get so, the pizza order. <laughs> so we cut back to the satellite. The indicator lights have now turned green. Ooh. Yeah, that's the danger one, not red. <laughs> Apparently. And then they fire. This silly ass missile. If it turned red again, would they be like, "Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Hold on!" But they, yeah, they fire a missile out of a satellite. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they fire this missile at America, and we get this amazing explosion. Right, like it might as well be a firecracker sitting on the globe. Right. With like Elon Musk riding it like Slim Pickens and fucking Doctor Strange stuff. We were four hundred budget dollars away from this just being Alex Jones in a red onesie being like fire explosion, <laughs> kaboom, 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 kaboom. Oh no, I'm a Jewish in New York. Kaboom, kaboom. <laughs> Here I am, a gay in San Francisco. Kaboom, kaboom. <laughs> All right, and then. So now apparently this was not it was a nuclear bomb but they didn't they didn't blow anybody up. This was just for the EMP because in movies EMPs are fucking magical. So, yeah, right? So they blow up this bomb and then every, we have to go through all the main characters uh, seeing the power go out. And they all freak the fuck out because the power's out. Yeah. Right, like the power's out for 2 seconds and everybody's like is this this end of the world, isn't it? Lights or, went uh, out. Apocalypse! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or just the lights went out. It could be. Could I want to watch one. that world during like brownouts, right? Where yeah. it just rolls. They're just like, oh, purge, purge. Oh, no. Nope. Ah, sorry. <laughs> no, it was nothing. Hold oh. on. Your email's li- oh, loading oh, slowly. Yeah. Nope. It's back. It's back. I just have this picture of a a pissed off Alex Jones every time the power comes back up, wiping the shoe polish off his face, (laughs) hanging up his bandolier. God damn it. Dude, just keep the shoe polish on. I don't know how Northam (laughs) does it. This takes forever. (laughs) (laughs) He's a Democrat. Mammy. So yeah, so Granny's pretty sure that the power outage signals the end of the world. Uh, I the um the, okay, there's a character here who uh, Andrew called um, Uncanny Valley Michelle Pfeiffer. I thought that was pretty na- pretty much nailed it. <laughs> I have no idea who the fuck this character is supposed to be, except to say that she's she's the you know she's hot, and this character is supposed to be Alex Jones, the Charlie character. So I think Alex Jones is like, yeah, there'd probably be a real hot chick with a gun hanging around me though, right? Yeah, no, he thinks, like, Electra, the character, is his bodyguard in real life. Yeah. Which, again, look at the character in this movie and then Google Alex Jones' bodyguard. You will not be disappointed! <laughs> Imagine an animatronic, anthropomorphic truck that didn't make it into Cars 3. You just pictured Alex Jones' bodyguards. <laughs> All right, so it's time for the soldiers to move out. But main character soldier, dude, his name's Brandon, by the way. I'll call him Brandon from now on. Uh, So Brandon doesn't want to be a soldier anymore, apparently. So they're like, come on, let's let's move out. So he turns to his superior officer. He says, hold on a second. Which was fun during the Platinum Night, watching all of our ex-military listeners (laughs) try and internalize that moment. There's no such thing as hold on a second (laughs) with your superior officer. How amazing would that be through military history, right? Like Patton's doing the speech in front of the flag and someone's just like, oh, 
Oh, oh. Hands down, no questions. <laughs> Hands down, real no. Real quick, real, real quick, real quick. What? Can I go to oh the bathroom? Oh my God, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's how that actually plays out. Brandon, the soldier guy, he says, uh, hold on a second. Colonel, I'm not going to shoot uh, innocent Americans. And immediately the Russian colonel's like, gonna kill you with plutonium. I will kill you. <laughs> I'm like, I think he went a little early on that, but okay. But don't worry, Brandon knows karate. America karate. <laughs> <laughs> there is, look, we've seen a lot of bad fight choreography. <laughs> and no one's ever going to beat David A.R. White's sweaty three lunch breaks <laughs> in between. But this obvious dance major just like spinning the Russian's arm too many times. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. This arm and bit. God, I hope I get his gun. They cut over to the UN Security Council. They all fall down in New York somehow. It's amazing. And then the eight of them are like, let's go. We're going to defeat the entire UN army. We're yeah, fine. Yeah, right. Yes. The eight, eight of us. People. Yeah. All right. So Diving into the bushes for no reason like little kids. It's the best. All right. So meanwhile, the random half-established badass hot chick confirms that it was an EMP, uh, which is weird because they have electricity there. Right, like so, like this. The EMP was. This is a nationwide EMP. It didn't get the Canadians, obviously. It knows national borders. Um, but it took out all the power except where that would be inconvenient to the fucking plot. What were they doing to check for that? I also, don't know. she walks in. She's like, "I checked for EMP. That's what it was. My uh, compass was uh, pointed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it came from up. No, sky north, north, right, up." All right, so then we cut back to the army base. Um, the uh, main soldier, Brandon, and his guys have all, like, ducked into their tent to load up or whatever. So the Chinese military comes and starts shooting at him. Now, luckily, Brandon knows how to duck. <laughs> Unfortunately for the other seven soldiers, he did not share that information with them, you see. So they all get killed. They all get killed, but they do that fat guy getting shot doesn't want to fall all the way down. Yes. A yeah, whole uh -huh. room full of guys just being like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got bad knees, Alex. Give me, dude. <laughs> Blam. <laughs> Blam, dad. Blam. <laughs> now, okay, so Brandon is on his own now, right? They've killed all these guys. He rushes off. The military, the, the Chinese soldiers that were just shooting at him, they decide to all simultaneously reload standing right in front of the tent, which turns out to have been a mistake, tactically. <laughs> One guy's just like, we killed them all, right? Yeah, we probably got them all. <laughs> you guys want to play Cat's Cradle? I brought yarn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, they shot us. <laughs> and Brandon runs so, out and kills all of them. Yeah, so he kills all of them. And then, and then he's going to go after the colonel's motorcycle, which they set up earlier. Boom. <gasps> well written. Also, <laughs> he's going to explode some shit because... Well, yeah, exactly, right? Cause he cause, he cause walks he, into the correct. storage locker where the motorcycle is, but he blows his way out. <laughs> like, we see him look at C4 and be like, C4, what's the best use of this? Dramatic exit! Yeah! <laughs> 
I wanted him to just take the cigar and jog out. Like, that was oh, set up earlier, wasn't it? The ride cigar? the cigar out with the motorcycle in his mouth. There you go. Oh, the cigar stalls out right next to the bad guys. Oh, um, that would have been great. Oh, right, the EMP. Shit. Um, so, yeah, so soldier dude takes off. And he's driving down the highway. There are cars just burning alongside the road because the power's been out for almost eight hours now. Yep. We have gone full fucking Mad Max universe at this point. But he drives all night, apparently. His motorcycle runs out of gas. But yeah, no, the suspense is thick. Let me cut it for you real quick. Or electricity, it's not clear. <laughs> Magnets, it's out of magnets. No, yeah, because we we lost all forms of power. You're right. There's no ions. So he goes uh, he goes to the nearest house, and he walks. It's, it's labeled "break glass in case of UN takeover." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he does it. Yeah. So he, he knocks on the door. Nobody answers. So he walks in, and then this guy suddenly right behind him with a like right beside him with a shotgun to his head. But it's okay. Brandon's white. He's going to be fine. Don't worry. This is Mike Norris, by the way. Yes. Oh, my God. Mike Norris looks so much older than his dad. It's really sad. Oh, he is a sloppy. He's around to make Alex Jones look cut. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot like seeing me in person of the Norris family. It's rough. (laughs) He's like in the movie he showed up to the set and they're like, oh, cool. You're going to be like a hobo guy. And he said, what? (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, but so we we meet this character, um, uh, Mike Norris's character, who, by the way, will not ever be on camera for more than 30 seconds without spitting tobacco into a cup, all gross as shit. But he doesn't even spit it cool, right? And you're rural, so you get this. You, you, <laughs> you get it. This is, this is your part of your lives. You're like, Pating! he dribbles it out of his... Out of oh, his, yeah ham hock of a face he's got it just like bleh, and it gets caught in his beard and then he rubs it and it's just on his sleeve now you got you eating a baker bucket without cooking it. you just got powdered potatoes in there <laughs> he, he, he less chews tobacco so much as he spits it up like a baby you know what i'm saying yes you need a little hobo bib that's oh. a little bit red. <laughs> this week's sponsor hobo, hobo bibs, bibs. So, get your hobo beer. <laughs> we sell them mostly outside of like monster truck rallies and stuff. Why am I telling you? You get it. You're, you were there. All right, so we cut over for a second back to Charlie's Ranch where they're all talking about how this power outage clearly means that the death of humanity can't be far off. And then we go back to the college. Yeah, <laughs> there's flaming barrels yeah. everywhere. Immediately, five seconds after the power outage, like the the generator kicks on and there's like flaming barrels powered by that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a, the flaming barrel channel on somebody's Netflix, <laughs> like the Christmas slot. I wanted the one really braggy RA. Huh? How much fun is this? I said, let's get some flaming barrels ready. We're having fun. Nailed right? it. <laughs> you guys can call me Kyle. So, I'm call you Kyle. Yeah, so they're you. really the the college kids are really concerned. The power's been out for several hours now. This just usually like means some kind of apocalypse of some sort. And then just as one kid said, I'm sure it'll be fine. There's a giant explosion and Russians coming to kill everyone. Yep. 
<laughs> the purge begins. <laughs> Which means Russia was like, all right, so we're going to murder a bunch of college kids. I'm thinking we explode a car first. So they know we mean business. And then we kill them. Yeah. No, I'm with yeah, you. Cool. I'm with you. I'm going to come up with a bunch of ideas to do before we kill the kids. <laughs> That's my first. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good if they have a head start, though. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, there's also this great scene because um, this, this is um, the ex-girlfriend of Soldier Dude, right? So she's running away, and she's got her liberal cuck of a boyfriend guy, mm. and she trips, and he's like, fucking see ya, and keeps and running. Look, I get it. That's why Anna's not here. She fell down. I divorced her. <laughs> we have a little lip that leads up to our kitchen. She took a header. I was like, this is fucking over. Bleh, blam. <laughs> Who has time for that? <laughs> you get it. You're divorced, right? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. So now it's the next morning. A lot of claps for divorce. I yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Best decision you ever made. Alex <laughs> Jones, old people who don't want to take their medicine, got off of movies, divorce. <laughs> I'm banking on a lot of divorce. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we cut back to uh, to Soldier Dude, to Brandon, waking up at Mike Norris's house. And at this point, I shit you not, he's literally spitting tobacco in one cup and drinking coffee out of an identical cup. <laughs> and then he then he, then uh, the Brandon gets up and he's like, "You want some coffee?" <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not great. It's mostly cum. <laughs> <laughs> Steam coming off both, so that's cool. Makes it complicated. Maybe color code the cups. I don't know. Don't worry, I drink a lot of mango nectar. <laughs> Eli does. So, also come. <laughs> and then, okay, so the, we get the moment where Brandon has to like like the um, Mike Norris's character gives him all new clothes because he just happens to have clothes for a much smaller young man in his house. No explanation. Um, and then he, he he goes to leave, and Mike Norris stops and he says, "Hey man, before you go, I want you to know you're going directly into Act Three. <laughs> Be careful. Measure twice. No, it's different." <laughs> Go, just go. Just go. I thought I had a speech. My dad once kicked me in the head on television. What? <laughs> but it hurt me real bad, and so it's not a fun clip. Don't look it up on YouTube. <laughs> Did you ever eat a toothpick? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So obviously, we're all going to need a minute to wrap some aluminum foil around our cell phones and whatnot. So we're going to take a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Can America freedom liberty eagle patriot? Will the tree of liberty be refreshed with the blood of patriots and tyrants? Am I being detained? <laughs> Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the criminally deranged conclusion of Amerigeddon. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Norris, you want to see us? Oh, good. You, you're the boys from the, the pot awful goovies. Come on in. What? You want you want some chew? From your mouth? No. More for me. All right. Yeah, well, by definition. So, look, we're super excited to make fun of your movie. Ah, oh, you boys are too kind. Yeah, but the problem is we can't find it, like, 
anywhere. Tell me about it. The lady from iTunes made me watch while she burned it. Like, she, she held my face still as it burned mm-hmm. in her hand. Yeah. It was right. impressive. Uh, no, it tracks. Um, so, why don't you sell it on your own website, though? <laughs> my own website? What am I, Jude Law? Well, Mr. Norris, why don't you try Wix.com? Oh, <laughs> uh, Wix.com. Is that one of the internet porms? Because I'm staying nope, away no, from those. No, no. Uh, Wix.com is the best way to build a website for your idea or business. So, so like, I put an address to mail the money, and then I meet them with the Blu-ray in a parking well, lot. No, that, a- actually, mm, actually, no. Wix allows you to sell your music and video right from their platform. Wow, they do? Yeah, and with hundreds of templates, the website can look several times better than your movie. Like several, as in like a lot of times better. Orders of magnitude. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and you can add voice analytics, chat bots. It's awesome. Lots to of my stuff. brain, the bots and what? the no, voice. No, not to your brain, to your website. And best of all, you can get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com slash podcast to get 10% off. Wix.com slash podcast. All right, boys. Here's a movie. Enjoy. Is this right here? Yup, there's the movie. handed me is yep. the movie. This is a Skittles wrapper, and you wrote movie on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amazon shot my last DVD copy into space. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's rough. It was. All rise for this Senate hearing, which you can tell is very legit because it's inside of a building. <laughs> that's true. We are in a building. You have ten minutes. Mr. Gray. Senators, I'm here today to ask... Nine you- minutes, 58 Phil, seconds. Phil, you don't Mr. have to, you don't have to do that Nine, 56, part. don't do it? No. Because despite my constant warnings about the vulnerability of the population to radiogramic attacks, you have done nothing. Yeah, okay, Mr. Mr. Gray, first, first of all, I don't think that's a word. But secondly, you're not a scientist. Mm-mm. You're not a doctor. Not Jewish. You, <laughs> you have... No basis. I am to- an American and a patriot. Stand. I, I mean, s- stand. Do you want me to stand? Nope. Just you. Never okay, mind. So, okay. But to be clear, like we're also American. We, we are American we're too. We're all American. Right. Senate of America. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your suggestion? We need to strengthen the personal grit with these. The- Is that a that's a tinfoil hat. Or is it? it? Isn't it? Yes. Okay. With this, you prevent radionomic and extrapologic nope. influences nope. on the population. But uh, you have to act now, uh, Senator. Okay, we're done here. Yeah, sorry. No. Um, Mr. Gray, uh, you're uh, wearing your, your hat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you say your brain is working right now? Like a that? six? Okay. <laughs> Six out of a (laughs) hundred. And we're back for even more of this shit. And we're going to open up with Granny asking the teenage girl with the braces if she understands what's happening. And she says, are you fucking kidding me? No one does. <laughs> the whole audience is fucking lost. She, the little girl goes, all I know is that the power's out. And to be fair, that's all that's happening <laughs> at that point. Listen, power's out. That means granddaughter 
Jewish lizard aliens are on the way. <laughs> Let me ask you something really quick. Do you have any bootstraps on you? <laughs> Do you have a bootstrap? <laughs> she literally says to this little girl, she says, this is one of those times where some people run and hide and other people pull themselves up by their bootstraps <laughs> and fight. And the little girl says, I want to fight. It's like the other option was run and hide. How awesome would that little girl be if she was just like, got it. (laughs) (laughs) I shit myself. Wind away, Grandma. Are you proud? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we we have this very brief scene because you you recall the ex-girlfriend character still running around the college. Everybody's trying to kill everybody there. So she goes into her dorm room. And I guess they were going for it's been trashed. But it's dorm room. It just looks like a dorm room. The only difference is that one comfy chair is slightly leaned up against something else. Right, Downright right. askew. Yeah, exactly. They've askewn our chairs. Those bastards. All right, last thing before we kill all the college kids. I'm saying we tip up one chair in each room. They'll be scared. They'll and we murder never them. expect it. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we cut back to Charlie. He is driving the senator uh, to see something secret. Roger, <laughs> I need you to show you something secret. And my notes are just like, please be pooping jars. Please be pooping jars. <laughs> How he just rolls up a garage. There it is. My vital fluid. Do you keep that in a Faraday cage? So mm-hmm. the, the, the poop doesn't. So the poop doesn't disappear. Demagnetize? Yeah, absolutely. It sticks together. You ever seen a Ferris poop? <laughs> yep. All right, then. So you just fucked my rhetorical question. <laughs> Look, you did it, man. <laughs> Be like, right. You're asking for I'm real. I'm closing this so, garage door. <laughs> you, you, you just made this weird. I guess you could say that so, this is Ferris Poop's Day Off. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a movie. You know, Bueller is like poop and Bueller. some. He usually right. edits that. So yeah, no, know. I will. I still will. <laughs> <laughs> just not for these guys. All right. Edit, everybody. <laughs> Morgan, if you could run around with a tiny hammer. <laughs> well, Lucinda's not here, unfortunately. So, um, All right, so... Or so is she? Skabow! <laughs> Coming for you. All right. <laughs> you know, he's, he's doing that because he can get away with it. She's not here. She's not here. All right, so but here's the thing though he he, he drives up to this to this um this thing he says tells the center he's like hey I'm about to show you something I can't tell some blabbermouth politician is going to go ahead and tell everybody so you got to promise to keep it a secret and he rolls up this uh this garage door and it's a bunch of cars and a helicopter and a golf cart <laughs> and he says what's this he's like it's a Faraday cage all of these vehicles are unaffected by that EMP and it's like didn't we just drive here in a vehicle and you're like fuck. Uh, You're being man, a dick. Man, I have put a lot of money into this goddamn <laughs> Faraday cage. My house looks like an abandoned movie house. <laughs> I wish you'd told me. It's so expensive to be this stupid. <laughs> I mean, you... A judge made me tell everybody I was a persona. <laughs> so, I don't have custody of my children anymore. I think I believed him. <laughs> so... 
All right, so but the but the but Charlie says that helicopter right there is the one I'm going to use to rescue your daughter from that liberal college of hers. And I mean, I like I would love to have a helicopter. That'd be pretty cool. But like, I would be embarrassed to own that helicopter. I mean, I don't. It's just, it's like it's the jalopy of helicopters, right? Like all the other people at the helicopter club make fun of you when you leave. It's the Walmart wedding ring of helicopters. <laughs> Like, yeah, technically it's a helicopter, but you're going to end up listening to god-awful movies. <laughs> so, all right, so meanwhile, uh, back with Brandon. It's, now, it's been one day that the power's been out, so he pulls up at this gas station. People are pushing their belongings around in shopping carts now. <laughs> They've given up on society. So he goes into this gas station. It's been completely looted, except for one pair of sunglasses still sitting on the sunglasses <laughs> rack. So he goes in, and he's like, hey, you guys don't have any power either, huh? And he's like, no. Well, then wh why are you here then? <laughs> I asked my manager. Banter. He said I had to get cover, so... <laughs> So he's like, hey, can I get some gas anyway? And the guy's like, I'll trade you some gas for some guns, soldier boy. And he goes, I'll tell you what, I've got something even more valuable than guns. This coin right here is one ounce of pure silver. What the fuck is that going to do? That's really valuable Why? now. That's What a, a great investment you made. Hey, <laughs> that's Fifteen, sixteen dollars. Yeah, Your grandkids were wrong. <laughs> but like, why do they think we're all turning into like gold and silver hoarding dragons? <laughs> the moment there's there's like a power outage, I don't understand. Who wants that at that point? But but don't worry, it's all a ruse. Because when the guy goes to grab the coin, holy shit, risk control. They have a full-on risk control fight. They do. Which culminates in the most risk control of all risk, risk controls, the double arm across karate. <laughs> Listeners at home, this is going to be hard for me to explain to you, but I'm going to do my best. He punches at the... The bad guy punches at him, and he grabs it. Then the bad guy punches at him from the other hand, and he grabs it. Then he realizes that he's accidentally crossed his arms across his body, so he just makes him hug himself for a second. <laughs> Isn't it romantic? <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, meanwhile, they, so they have this fight scene that they were absurdly proud of. Elsewhere, though, there's a guy with an axe and a guy. What did the other guy have? Like a, a machete or something? A, a baton. A better axe? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's yeah. so dumb. Just one more thing. Sorry, I know I said last time, but I got another one. Before we kill all the kids, can we drag axes <laughs> through? It? Like, I, I'm figuring some are going to be hiding under the bed. We, oh, right, You know right. in horror movies Ooh, where you drag no, no. axes? You could tap it like the Velociraptor clothes. Click, click, click. Yeah. Click, yep, yep. All the, right. the, Only if we're wearing masks. Should though. we set up water in a cup on the tables so they could see the little, the blue. I think that's a little much, but if we wore little we're, green half masks so nobody knew we were. Green half mask. I was about to say this. Right, right, because then they would know we had and already played characters in the, the movie. Masks in the mo right, movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we should point out that one of these Russian half masks is so clearly Alex Jones. It is. 
Because he he does that talk running that overweight people <laughs> yes. have to do, where he's like, "Here we go." Keep going. Oh, I'm a persona. <laughs> oh man, the internet wasn't supposed to enable me to the extent it did. <laughs> I was just supposed to be one of those small-time radio guys, kills himself and his wife, not in that order, and then it just... Everyone's mentally ill uncle sent me a $100, and I was a millionaire. Now I got the fucking Washington Post looking into my finances. <laughs> All right. So the girl escapes. She goes running from the axe wielders. Um, there are dead bodies all over the campus, none with visible wounds. They all died bloodlessly. It must have been poisoning. <laughs> they were all triggered to death. <laughs> I'm not going to ask any of your pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> so, and just then, that the Walmart helicopter shows up. And it lands. Badass chick jumps out. Uh, liberal college girls running for help. The badass girl's like, duck! She ducks. She shoots the two guys in the green masks. One of them has the most amazing fucking bullet hole that you will ever see. The movie's worth watching just for this bullet hole because the guy isn't done moving, but the bullet hole is. So the bullet <laughs> hole stays here. And he goes like this. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, let me recenter it on my face. <laughs> well, also, apparently we have to believe that it's a instantly fatal wound to the side. Kidney. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Anyway, so the, the daughter runs to get into the helicopter. Of course, all these other college kids want to jump in the helicopter, too, and get, uh, and, and get rescued. So... The girl that just rescued, the, the lady that just rescued the, the, the daughter starts firing her gun above all of them. And at first I was like, wait, aren't you supposed to be the good guys? You know, wouldn't you be trying to rescue as many people as you can? And then it occurred to me that this is what Alex Jones jerks off to, right? The idea that a bunch of liberal college students are going to need his helicopter when the bad times come and he's going to tell them to go fuck themselves. Right? Yep, just flying this away. This was the money shot for him. Making fun of my finances. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure you guys were all thinking, like, okay, I get that this movie is anti-world government, but how do they feel about GMOs? <laughs> well, luckily for you... Spoiler alert, Bill Nye in 2002. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're, uh, they're sitting around at the ranch, and the one girl's like, I sure wish my science teacher was here. And somebody says, why? Like, she says, he was a farmer before they started with all that GMO stuff. And then the senator character, the cucky senator friend, is like, actually, there's no evidence at all that GMOs are harmful. <laughs> Literally what happens, he's like, there's no evidence at all. Like, <laughs> side tackled by Mike Norris. <laughs> side tackled by a set of jingly keys. <laughs> also, this is OK, but, they, but, but the guy just says, you know, like, uh, the, the, you know, there's nothing wrong with GMOs. They're perfectly safe or whatever. To which the daughter says... And I quote, our government isn't supposed to feed people. Farmers are. 
farmers who exist because of a government subsidy. Yes! I just wanted a flash cut to like me in a high chair with a farmer in front of me. Come on, man. <laughs> he says it's not vegan. <laughs> what does that mean? At this point, my notes are just like, wait, is this anti-GMO, anti-government, or anti-food stamps? I can't even tell anymore. So, okay. So, yeah, right. Yes, yeah, is the answer. It. That was also Alex's notes on the script. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now they, they all get back to the ranch. All of the named characters are back at the ranch together. And Brandon, the main soldier guy, has brought with him that recording, that MacGuffin from before that proves that the Russians and the Chinese and the Americans are all working together to steal our guns. And murder Alex Jones specifically. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> And I also love that it, like, there was this weird moment of self-awareness where they were, they were like, wait a minute, um, that's an electronic recorder, and according to this movie, the EMP took out all electronics. It's made of aluminum foil, shut up. Three. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Zune made of aluminum. Oh, no, no, Zune didn't have any electronics in it, so yeah, that, that's, that's legit. That it's was made all- out of azuminum. <laughs> Again, nope. I just keep it. It's no one will know except for you. Yep. Lock so. the doors. <laughs> so, no, but but here's the thing, though. The movie fe- thought that they'd written around this. The movie thought they'd gotten over this, right? Because he says, "Well, how did that recorder survive when all the electronics came on?" He says, "Well, you know, over my life, I've learned not to believe in things like luck. So I would have to say, it was a miracle." <laughs> Christian movie, this totally counts. <laughs> Again, that was Alex Jones's note on the script. Christian movie, it totally counts. <laughs> Will one of you star 86, my daughter? <laughs> I just want to hear her voice. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, so I love this moment, too, because this is where Charlie tells the state senator guy, he's like, it's time for you to go back to the governor and tell him that the time has come for Texas to secede. <laughs> Please <All right>. secede. <laughs> Do it. Absolutely. Just, just give us Austin in sort of a, you know, like a Berlin post-Cold War kind of way. We'll or do don't. Drops. Or fucking don't. Yeah, I don't I care. Mean, you know, ideally, I would like to have East Austin, but yeah, if we got to just get rid of Texas and yeah, that's... If we'll, we got to we'll lose make, we'll Austin, that's that a sacrifice. sacrifice we're willing to make. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ACA is doing great. <laughs> All right. So now the movie decides to cut over to Chicago to see how Tom and Cecil are handling the EMP. Now, I will say Chicago looks about the same, (laughs) except normally in Chicago, the fires are attached to physical objects, not just sort of floating. No, now now it's magnet fires. Yeah, oh, oh, right, because the EMP, I get it. I get it. Fragility is not a curse move. That's their thing. Do you want to come back and try that? Okay, so now they're going to put out the Charlie and the and Brandon. And everything. We, we basically, by the way, we just checked in with Chicago so that they could show those awesome CGI fires, and then we got the fuck back out, right? Yeah. It was just like, see, Obama? <laughs> Chicago. Chicago, Hussein Obama <laughs> so. is on fire. <laughs> All right, so but now they're they're uh, Charlie and and Brandon and all the good guys are going to put out that recording on the ham radio, which also survived the EMPs because they lack electronics, and uh, and now everybody has heard 
you know, Eli's communist accent saying, we're going to come take your guns, so now everyone knows the truth. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, i got to go through the last bit of this movie a little quicker. So now it's time for Brandon and his ex-girlfriend to have a chat since we're all so invested in that relationship. <laughs> Who's invested? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How fucking important is this? Here we go. <laughs> she goes... There's this great exchange where they think this makes sense. She says to him, I loved you. And he says, I never stopped. I've been masturbating this whole time. (laughs) 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 Somebody said ditto? Yes, somebody did. (laughs) Somebody said ditto. Whatever makes you buy a VIP ticket, people, we'll do it. Uh, All right. I'm just saying, Kirk could get some weird shit after this show if he wants it. What? He'd be like, I want to drive my car over the three of you, and we'd be like, eh. Modest needs. (laughs) You okay, man? Wait. Eli, say something funny again. You'll change his color. So, all right. So now we're about 20 minutes from the end of the movie. So at this point, obviously, we need to introduce some new characters. <laughs> Hell, they don't even have a black guy to kill off in Act 3 yet. So, so we introduce the science teacher, anti-GMO, ex-police officer guy. He comes to help him defend the home front. He was one of those farmer policemen you hear about. He had to stop being a farmer because he couldn't stop shooting his blackberries. But other than that... <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I shot Ralph Northam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I got to be a science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're we're moving into the grand finale of the movie. It's t- it's like if you remember the end of Lost Boys, it's like that only instead of vampires, it's lawful justice for the deserter. Um <laughs> So we have this whole long scene where they're doing all these preparations, but they're all random and they never come back, right? Like they're, they're, they're laying boards on the ground and shit. They're digging big trenches that they're never going to use. At one point, newly introduced couple literally has a scene where the husband just like poses with an AK-47 and then turns to his wife like, Yeah, I look for huh? I'm going to shoot a gun, huh? What do you think? That'll scare the shit out of a Black Hawk <laughs> helicopter, right? <laughs> <laughs> Worked out great for also, Waco. I love this moment. There's this moment where they're all where they're all sitting around looking at a map of the ranch, trying to decide how to defend it and everything. Nothing they say makes any fucking sense. <laughs> no, he's like pointing it out. He's like, as you can see, there's only two entry points <laughs> to this giant piece of flat land. Yeah, you get so it's completely surrounded by nothing at all. Right. Yeah. So uh, you remember in 300. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to change the math, and there's no bottleneck. <laughs> It'll be just like that. I feel like they might walk around us, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe they'll be like, well, we fight one at a time. <laughs> Want to keep it fair. All right. So now all the preparations are made. It's about time for them. It, well, first of all, they fuck up the parallel edit because the preparations, it's supposed to go, they do all the preparations, night, next day, the UN attacks, but they start doing the UN coming 
parallel edit before they do the night shots. So we have to assume that the UN's just been driving all fucking night to get there. Uh, tell me, how long is it to be there? Six hours. Oh, that is a really long trip. <laughs> I got to tell you, do you have any podcasts to listen to? Yes. In fours? <laughs> that sounds great. Are they so, still on the internet? Can I get it on iTunes? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now all the preparations have been made. It's time to go to war, but quick, first, let's have some moonshine. And s'mores. And s'mores. I mean, I got right the fuck back on board with this movie. All the- <laughs> I was like, Faraday Ranch, s'mores, moonshine. Mm, I'm a libertarian now, I think. <laughs> a woman who thinks the world is ending? <laughs> Nailed it. Who's a grandmother? <laughs> so yeah, so they're all doing their preparations. Then Uncanny Valley Michelle Pfeiffer sees the UN coming, right? And she calls back to the house to tell them that they're on their way. <laughs> and she says, Uniform November. And they're like, What? I <laughs> did we are you doing a code? Just tell me what you're fucking saying. She's like, the final scene's happening. Just meet, be, meet me in zone do one. The final scene. Go. Zone one. Meet yeah. me in zone one. Okay. The backyard? I don't know what zone <laughs> one is. Just say what it is. I drew a map. Is that the pinch point with nothing around it? Yes, yeah. They're like, they, they call her back and they're like, all right, we're getting positioned. Stall them. She's like, how am I supposed to stall them? She's pulling out her fucking shotgun and her machine gun and her fucking Molotov cocktails. They're like, I don't tell them jokes. What walks on four feet in the morning <laughs> to It's be- a dog. The answer is a dog. No, it's a human. A person. It's a person. No, you didn't finish it, so it's a dog. <laughs> Tell the whole riddle Dogs if you want to. walk on four feet in the morning, end of riddle. <laughs> there you go. I didn't stall them a lot at all. <laughs> all they right. are going to just kill us now. And there's, there's this great moment when she's stalling the Russian guy. Yeah, okay. For, so first of all, she just stops at this gate, this teeny little fucking metal gate <laughs> that you could push over. And all the UN trucks drive up in a semicircle. They're like, fuck, how are we going to get around that gate? Well, oh, you no said around. Fence. You said around just now. <laughs> yeah. Do you want? Should we just go around? Because the gates. Well, like, no, because it's going to be bumpy. Yeah, like on the shoulder. Like, right. Are you worried well, about just the suspension of our four entire UN trucks <laughs> in the entire UN? I didn't get the rental insurance. We're going through the. Why would you get the insurance? I didn't. I have I my own. Did you not use your credit card? Because no. that usually comes. What? Oh my god! So got declined. We're the United Nations. <laughs> All right, so, but yeah, so, but the UN stops right at the gate. She's on the other side, and they have the little parlay with the bad guys moment. <laughs> this is where we get the uh, comedy retake. Yes. Remember he, how funny she was with the physical bit? He goes, My name is General Keshov, and we are here to interrupt. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. You, I was, were you going to go? No, you were going to do what? something. Well, okay. Yeah. I feel like you said your name. Yes, I did. I did, yes. Will you say it one more time? Okay, what was yeah, your name? Keshov. Sneeze. Shit. One more, do it again. No, that is good. exactly what happens in the movie. She literally goes, tell me your name again. He's like, General Keshov. She goes, Gesundheit. She had to go back for the setup in a script. What's up, dog? Fuck. I zoom on them. Sneeze. <laughs> So, so they're chatting about uh, whether or not they're going to give up Brandon. And then Brandon walks out, right? And he turns to the Russian soldier. 
the Russian uh, colonel guy, uh, he goes, I should have killed you and I had the chance. To which Brandon says, actual uh, line, you did have the chance and you didn't. Like, yeah, man, that's what I just fucking said, though. What? Don't talk down to me because English is my second language, Brandon. <laughs> How many languages do you speak, Brandon? And high school French doesn't count. High school... <laughs> Music? Latin? <laughs> All right. So, and then we get this amazing line. All of the good guys are getting together, like getting in position and everything. And they're talking on their radios. And Charlie, the, the Alex Jones analog, says, make sure we shoot first. Because we're the good guys. Yep. So they start shooting the lawfully empowered representatives of our democratically elected government. Which, luckily, they are really ready to get shot. They just, like, line up. They're like, oh, I hope I get shot. Oh, I hope I get Oh, guys! <laughs> I'm the blood of the tyrants that needs to water the tree. You guys remember that? <laughs> you know a lot about Thomas Jefferson. I also... I also love there's a moment where Charlie gets shot. Again, this is the Alex Jones character. So he gets shot in the arm. He's like... Pfft. You know, because that's what Alex Jones was like. He's like, well, I wouldn't act like a pussy if I got shot. I, I would just keep fighting. I certainly wouldn't cry if I got kicked out of Twitter. <laughs> And, and stand in front of a courthouse, yelling, <laughs> pretending to be held back by my My Little Pony bodyguard. <laughs> All right. And then the fight starts. The battle starts. We're basically watching people play paintball way too seriously. Imagine if Civil War reenactments were scarier and more racist. That's the end of this movie. There, you did it. Yeah, but uh-oh. Here comes a bad guy helicopter. If only we had a good guy helicopter with which to fight it. Fight it? <laughs> Here's the amazing thing about this helicopter fight, because you can truly see it. It is not until both of these stunt people got both helicopters up in the air and the cameras were pointing at them that someone was like, um, um. How do helicopters fight? <laughs> You want to stare at each other? I feel like they bump them. Bump? <laughs> Helicopter push. Boom, we both exploded. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like joust. Whoever's yeah. higher wins. Right. You know, when they... Yeah. Race to the top of the distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so they, they... Yeah, they have this little helicopter chase, which, again, is fucking amazing because they have this cheap-ass helicopter. They can't get within 300 miles of each other without pissing off the insurance guy. They accidentally go over a jogger who's very clearly faster than them at one point. <laughs> at one point, one of the helicopters ducks. That's his big move, right? They're flying around like, where the hell is he? And then you see him just way down low. It's like, oh, we didn't think of down. <laughs> But then, we... For the listeners at home, Heath is now a ducking helicopter. <laughs> so, also, for those of you born after 1980, Joust was a video game. <laughs> so, if you don't know that game, that's on you. That's on you. That's all Joust is fucking, fucking awesome. It's great. Guy. Fuck everybody. Hell yeah. No, all right. 
So, yeah, so we get some more helicopter, uh, and the, the helicopter chase shit is so good because suddenly the UN helicopter has missiles, the bad guy helicopter. We can see the fucking helicopter. Invisible no, missiles. Well, until they fire, and then you can see them. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> For a second. They fire out of the invisibility cloak, you see. I mean, if you can see the missiles, what's the point? Because you're going <laughs> to just dodge. You'll know, yeah. Well, right, which is what they do. They just dodge. They have stormtrooper missiles. Also, so Brandon, the soldier guy, he's on the good guy helicopter, and he's thro- he throws a Molotov cocktail at one point at a truck, right? And now... A helicopter? Yes. Yes. And now he picks up another Molotov cocktail, and he goes, uh-oh, last one of the two that I brought. Did somebody make a package one? run? Somebody go to the liquor store. <laughs> I need three more Molotovs and one scotch to drink. <laughs> I love the two scotches to drink. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Four scotches. <laughs> so yeah, so they, but we have this like amazing moment where they're trying to figure out how to make the helicopter chase interesting. It never never quite gets there. But eventually, he does manage to get above the other helicopter. Yeah, and he throws a Molotov cocktail at them. And he's like, all right, let's hope their helicopter's made out of straw, right? <laughs> oh, and it was. It is, it is. It is made yep. out of Yep. I could have just huffed and We should have made a brick helicopter. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> But yeah, so they blow up the bad guy helicopter. It crashes to the ground, and I prob I guess probably the worst CGI of the movie other than the bullet hole, right? It was pretty amazing. Yeah. I enjoyed the bullets with the comet tail. Also, <laughs> yeah, the 50 But cal- it's up there. It's up yeah. there. 50 caliber bullets have a comet tail, military people? Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing? Clearly. As a comet? So yeah, so the, the helicopter explodes, and then Charlie does a VO pitch for the sequel. Right? He comes up. Well, of course, we got to get this amazing line where uh, Brandon, after they destroy the helicopter, says, well, it looks like we've won the battle. And Charlie goes, yes, but the war has just begun. They were so fucking proud when they did that. Info war has just begun. Oh, shit. See, now they're going to do a sequel just because they're going to be pissed they didn't think of that line. Nailed it, and we will review it. This is all part of the business model. (laughs) He goes, he goes at this point, he goes, you know, our story may never be recorded in the history books. Hell, you might not be able to rent it on Amazon or even buy it on InfoWars. But we know we're the good guys, damn it. Buy a DVD player at 4 p.m. on a Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, but that's how the fucking movie ends. They, it, it, oh, no, sorry. They have to do the Thomas Jefferson quote, the uh, thing about the tree of liberty and the blood of tyrants and patriots, yada, 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 um, which nobody ever puts the the end of that quote in because I believe the end of that quote is, it is their manure. <laughs> it just really takes the wind out of your quote, doesn't it? Got to be refreshed by, by the blood of tyrants or... High school kids. Well, you're right. Yeah, yeah. the best. Yeah. I think that's what Jefferson said. Yeah, that was yeah. it. All right. And that's the end. I do want to actually, there's one thing post-movie that I wanted to point out. During the credits, they have everybody's stunt double. <laughs> well, not everybody's. But under Charlie's stunt double, it says, none needed. 
I did that flinch away from that bullet by myself. (laughs) 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 You guys need a second take? I can go all day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So to close things off tonight, this is a surprise one. I'm surprising you guys with this one. To close things off today, obviously after watching this movie, we're all going to get together. We're going to go down to Austin. We're going to cut the power at Alex Jones's ranch. So Andrew said that's legal. He said that. He's a lawyer. He said that's legal. He's nodding yes right now. I see him. Andrew Torres, the lawyer, said it's legal. Uh, he right. drinks in such big Yeah, there were two gulps. thumbs up right next to Andrew. <laughs> so, yeah, it must be good. That is All legal. Right. So, when we go to Alex's, Alex Jones's ranch and cut the power, in order to maximize his terror, what will you guys be dressed like? I'm going to dress like Eli when he came out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with non-binary rabbi. Oh, that's good. So a lot like Eli when he came out. <laughs> oh my God, they're coming. So you can do it. <laughs> and we're breaking away from the live crowd for just a second because that does it for our review of Amerigeddon, but it doesn't do it for the episode just yet. We still need to go home and do this some more. So Eli, tell us, what's on deck? Shark? Exorcist. NATO. <laughs> what? Has a cross on the no, cover and everything. Yeah, Shark Exorcist would be a religious movie. No, it's Shark Week. I get it. All right. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 206 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to everybody that came out to see us in Virginia Beach. Huge uh, thanks to Virginia Beach's Museum of Contemporary Art for hosting us and making us into contemporary. I think technically we're contemporary art now, guys. Um, also, an equally huge, not even bigger this time, an equally huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that helped make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among the ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing ADS Citation Needed, and The Skeptocrat, which are available on iTunes and all the other places where podcasts are. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer Morgan Clark and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm in illusions. Promise to work harder to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Mike Norris son of Chuck Norris, director of this movie, literally claims in real, real reality that a covert operative tried to murder him (laughs) by rubbing poison on his neck. When? Where? When? Where? During a a premiere of this movie in 2016, a covert operative (laughs) daubed his neck with Poison that made him sick a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Or that was bad shellfish. Or he ate a cigar. (laughs) Because he's an idiot. Donald Trump's election really fucked this movie all up, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Jones would go on to accidentally send opposing counsel a bunch of child porn.
The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.